Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. How low can you go? 58%. We, the journey. We can go a second step. This is literally only the second in the journey. But Another notch. I, I forgot how good it feels to like slowly work your way down. I look forward to when we can't remember the percentage. Right, right. That which will happen in like seven what episodes. What is this? 63? <laughs> you do a good imitation of us. That's, that, that's us in retrospect. Impressive, right yeah. in your wheelhouse. Yeah. So 58%. Taste the blood of Dracula. Which, by the way, just right from the start, this title is hilarious. I didn't know how funny this title was till I watched the movie because it really should be Drink the Blood of Dracula because that's what the ritual in the movie requires. But it's Taste the Blood of Dracula because everyone in the movie is afraid to actually chug the blood of Dracula. I don't blame They're like him. looking at it. One guy literally is looking at a goblet of it and he's like, drink. He's like, you drink this filth. <laughs> so it's just taste. It's like, I'm just going to sample the blood of Dracula. <laughs> the blood of Dracula. Right? So the title just in and of itself is um, hilarious. And I also just want to thank everybody who reviewed this movie poorly in the past. Uh, all of you. Because you, you did... you. It's weird how that process works. You can do people a huge favor by reviewing this movie poorly. It meant that I had never watched it because I just assumed it was crap. And I like I like Hammer movies a lot. And I've seen almost every Hammer Dracula I thought, but I had never seen this one, weirdly, because I've seen some of the other ones multiple times. Did we times. do any Hammer in the last Halloween? We, can you we might have done, because, I'm, because it's my favorite, we might have done Dracula's Risen from the Grave, which is the direct prequel to the movie we're about to talk about like they, it literally picks up chronologically like halloween one halloween two the one with jack uh no 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 that's a whole different thing it may, may we may not have done it officially but i feel like i would have dragged it in at some point because i love that movie i don't recall but we definitely did um we did a couple of we did dan curtis's dracula um and i can't remember if we did did we do Jack Palance's Dracula? I think we did the that's one. The, Jack that's the one. Yeah, because that yeah, one had the really so cool that's shot. That's Dan of... Curtis one. That's the one with the which which it cool shot. Oh, where uh, oh god, Jonathan's like leaning outside the the window, and you see how massive. Oh, weird! It just popped into my head. Yeah, yeah. Right, we talked yeah, about it. It looks like a classical painting. Yes. Uh, so if we didn't do a hammer horror film, this would be our first. This mm. would be our first, and my. Did we watch any Hammer Horror when we went to like the screenings or the movies with like Gary? No, not at all. So this might have been like <laughs> you, the first Hammer Horror film that I've completely sat through front to back. That's amazing to me. Yeah, right. Because yeah, I've never like I've just never sat down to like you know. Interesting. What a weird start for you because <laughs> this is a very one. One of the things that I really like about this movie is that it's really unlike the other Hammer movies that I've seen. Like, it's a yeah. very strange... It's almost refreshing because a lot of the other ones got repetitive. But this one's very strange. This one is strange, and it makes me excited to, like, finally watch, like, their Frankenstein, Dracula, yep. Mummy. Did, yep. They did Mummy, right? Like Yeah, those, so they Christopher Lee Christopher did Lee. the Mummy, which was excellent. So the... And the Dracula series itself, which is incredible, um, until arguably the end of it, uh, starts with Horror of Dracula, which is the one you've seen all the stills from with Peter Cushing fighting Christopher Lee. Yeah. And and it go, I mean, there are a lot of really good Hammer Dracula like movies, but also unrelated to Christopher Lee. They also had Brides Dracula and all kinds of cool stuff. So I, you'll find some good movies in there. But this is a weird start for you. <laughs> Very. <laughs> but let's talk about Taste the Blood of Dracula. So I thought, like, because it's the odds are a lot of people who would be listening to this wouldn't have seen it. So I figured I would just give a brief 
like synopsis of it and then very brief and then we can take it chronologically right because um there's really only three acts maybe <laughs> and it's 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 an hour and a half that feels like 48 minutes it's right. really weird <laughs> right, right it's like a dark shadows episode it's ultimately. very yeah it's very right. short so basically um it picks up immediately after the ending of the previous film like i said dracula's risen from the grave as a matter of fact there's a cut to scene from that movie because the character we first meet in this movie is literally coming upon dracula's death scene that we just witnessed in the old, and, in the old one, and that guy, mm-hmm. yes, that guy. <laughs> I think it's. I wanted to see if it's the same person. I think it is Roy Kinnear. Uh, I'm trying to look up his thing because he was in. Uh, okay, so yeah, he's that was definitely Willy Wonka. <laughs> I just want to see if, if he was in. I'm going to his Wikipedia. Uh, oh no, filmography. There it is. Hold on. I got. I just. I just have to know this before because it was sure. 1970. Doesn't say. There's a no, it is okay. So that guy in the beginning, uh-huh. I think it was who's Veruca? Is that the woman who the girl who uh-huh. blows up? I think that's her parental figure. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I don't remember, but it's definitely the dude from Willy Wonka. Right, and the guy that I think of as the actual villain of this movie, which is the 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 father, the first father we meet of the three, yeah, yeah, of yeah. The three maniacs, um, Jeffrey Keen. Is an incredible actor, but he was in James Bond. He was Sir Freddie Gray. So you got you. Oh wow! You got, but I mean, it's Hammer. So these people have done like hundreds of movies yeah. and shows and whatnot. in Europe. So right. <laughs> but anyway, so Dracula, um, when we meet him, is a hilarious just line of powder. Right? He's just red powder. <laughs> He's cool. On, He's like the red Kool Aid <laughs> on the ground. Right. Exactly. So um, he's like a cherry. Uh, jello packet just blew up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. So, so, um, he's just there, but somehow he's gonna get resurrected through uh, this guy who I think was meant to be the person who replaces Christopher Lee as the series went forward. So, they were trying to get rid of Christopher Lee, not get rid of, but they were anticipating he wasn't gonna return because he always seemed like he was going to say no to doing anymore, right? So they're trying to, like, pass the baton to this guy. And this guy's not going to make it through this movie because Christopher Lee came back for, I don't know, 12 minutes of the movie, right? Yeah, I think uh, Cinemassacre did it. I watched uh, the Cinemassacre video when he did it on um, Monster Madness. Okay. And he counted, like, 28 words from Dracula. (laughs) From Christopher Lee, this movie. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the, he made him count. As a matter of fact, well, some of the words are numbers. Oh, he is I'm, the count. I'm a, make him count. Yeah, I'm imagining. Right? So, but the the thing is, so you like the guy. I actually, we're we're I'm having a really good time, but I'm gonna fight a little bit for this movie. So I thought the sense of dread. First of all, this movie pulled the jaws. Horror fans always act like this is what they want, and they talk about this story like the Jaws, you know, the robot wouldn't work, and Steven Spielberg couldn't show it as much as he wanted to, and it turned out to be exactly what the movie needed. And we all take that as gospel and say, yeah. you know, that's true or whatever. Well, in this one, they keep hinting at and building up to Dracula, but you're not seeing him. It's almost like Christopher Lee was a robot that wasn't functioning because they keep, it seems like you're about to see him in the next scene, but then you don't. And they, but I like it this way for one time because he should be actually scary. And the buildup to him is always scarier than the actual him in, in the hammer movies. 
it's because what he's there to do is he's there to um, have that incredible presence. It's it's him. It's him. You looking at him and him looming over something or moving threateningly towards something. That's what's scary about him. It's never the actual like go in for the bite or jump from rooftop to rooftop or he's not doing action stuff, <laughs> right? To scare you. This isn't 30 days a night. He's not going to scare you the way like Marlo would. So he, he has a different way to scare you. That's what he's there to do, right? So because his reputation is kind of scarier than the actual guy, I like that we get one movie where people keep talking about, oh my God he's right around the corner or he might be showing up or is this his or am I possessed by him? And they're all scared and I believe it, which is good because a lot of times with Hammer movies, you don't <laughs> believe yeah, it. Yeah, there's a few times when like, you know, they're like Dracula, the most feared man. <laughs> right, exactly. Whatever, yeah. But this one I felt like actually because it did it did the Jaws, I felt like when he showed up, it was just enough to not get corny, it, it was still sinister. It still worked, which I thought was really cool. It's weird. I I agree. Uh huh. <laughs> but but knowing, and I think I think going into the movie knowing that they wrote it, thinking he wasn't coming back. Yeah, absolutely. It it definitely feels like that. Oh, for sure. And for if sure. You're, if you're just gonna watch it now and you just heard that, my apologies. Right? No, no. Of course, um, we're gonna spoilers galore. It, it's so like it. I agree. It worked. Like when he showed up, right? It felt really like it wasn't like it just, accidentally worked. That's why I worked. said the Jaws thing. The, but <laughs> <laughs> but but you can tell that's what's happening. Sure. You can tell. You sure. can tell that like it feels like Christopher Lee's just kind of phoning it in. <laughs> you at you this feel point. like he's doing the Marlon Brando Superman thing. Yeah, he's there for like four lines and collect a million dollars. Like he was doing it because he was like. You know, it it doesn't feel like he wanted to be bringing the menace. He was just bringing the. That's you know. so weird because I that I feel like I can see why you would feel that, but we're coming at it from such different angles because you, this is your first complete well, watching through why, a Hammer movie, right? That's this also is, why I wanted to go back now and watch Dracula, right? Because they were like, remember the red eyes? Because <laughs> every other shot, they're gonna do the red eye. Which it's, but I'll right. be honest, it still looks really cool. It does. Like it still looks really cool. Totally. And half the shots. There's also something I noticed. Uh, the only person who gets good close-ups in the whole movie is Christopher Lee. The close-ups of everyone else <laughs> yes. looks, looks like you know, yes. it looks like gas station camera quality, just like in their face, like it's their true. face is like fish-eyed because they're so it's close totally, to the lens. It's and it just, totally true. It looks awful, but every close-up of Christopher Lee looks great because he's you know Dracula. Totally. And they, you know, there are some weird, almost art house like David Lynch touches in this movie, which. I don't remember from Hammer movies. I remember Hammer movies looking like classically filmed where it, you, you're watching like Lawrence or Raver Gone with the Wind just on a really low budget. Like they're not breaking any of those rules with fancy. You're not getting Sam Raimi camera rushes in Hammer movies, right? So this movie, all of a sudden we're with this guy in this carriage. He's trying to sell someone something and and... He goes, look how beautiful it is. It's like a snow globe. He goes, look how beautiful it is. And the camera focuses yeah. through the snow globe on his big, ugly, hideous face and nothing <laughs> of the snow globe. And it keeps saying, look how beautiful. And it's the most disgusting shot in the entire film, which feels like on purpose, right? Yeah. Like something David Lynch would do, like, but, but you don't expect from a Hammer movie. And there were other moments where they were doing, there's, there's amazing, believe it or not, I love the relationship between the mom and the daughter. Um, I th I think they're 
this they're tremendous they have chemistry together which is weird for when you think about parent child like we talk about romantic chemistry between actors but there's like parental and i totally buy yeah. like there's times where they have the same facial expressions or whatever but they're in a scene and there's this weird camera cutting where sometimes you're seeing one of them in a mirror like Citizen that was one Kane of my notes i got my notes here that was one of the things i said mother daughter scene shot well like really yeah <laughs> wait because we, yeah, we did yeah. not talk to each other yeah no, that, that was really standout right <laughs> that's yeah. what i'm saying but there were things that were almost metaphorical that were happening with the camera where she's like the mom's like, you know, I, I was young once. I understand what you're going through. I was a, I was a little girl once. And the camera cuts and she's foregrounded by a doll. <laughs> like, she's like, I'm a little girl. And it literally cuts to what she might have looked like. <laughs> like it's That's what I'm saying. It, it's it, There's these weird arty touches that, that I just don't remember Hammer movies doing, except maybe accidentally. And now there's five or six of them. Great ones in this movie, which is interesting. Well, just to go back just a little bit yes. uh, to after... Uh, the dude uh, packs up gelatin Dracula. Yes, right. Uh, Saves the relics of Dracula. Yeah, when they're leaving the church, I thought that was really cool. So like, it kind of like follows the people coming out, but then the camera's stationary, and yeah. everyone who's like a main player in the, in the totally. movie like come walks in and has a bit of dialogue and walks out. Yep. And I thought it was a really Wes Anderson, the almost yeah, a little like, bit, but it was, yeah, 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 and it was a great way of just introducing us to all the cast and being able to get just like a snippet of what they're about. Yep. And then by the time the camera cuts to Paul, I think they go to do some other bullshit. Right. <laughs> um, right. You you kind of know everyone. You so, kind of, you, you know like where who you're working with, and yeah. I thought that was it was just it was really slick. And you liked how? Were there any other scenes you wrote down like well shot or whatever? We might as well talk about how it looks while we're talking about. Uh well, being my first, what I believe is my first Hammer horror film. There might, I have a feeling a name is going to pop up for another one. Like yeah, I saw that one. Yes. Uh, it, it knowing what Hammer is known for, like mm-hmm. costume, atmosphere, mm-hmm. colors, like this checked all of them immediately. Like like the costumes were amazing. Right. Um. The uh, we wanted to. What did you want to talk about the cameras? Or? So the shots. I remember I sent you a screenshot of one. There was oh yeah, actually yeah, yeah. A shot where it looked like I called it Evil Alice in Wonderland. They yeah. were in this weird hedge, shining almost maze looking thing, but they were in a little spot of light at the end of it, and it just got darker and darker and darker. Like Dracula's cape was right behind him, and it was it was. I mean, it, again, I don't remember. Hammer. I remember vivid colors from Hammer and amazing atmosphere visuals and like striking sets and whatnot. But there's a, a weird poetry to some of this that I was just like. Well, it's That's funny because like I, so I don't have a. I was trying to see if I had any other like notes of like oh the show was great. A lot of them were just like story things and story beats that mm-hmm. it hit and. I don't know. I, for some reason, I, I I might have thought like maybe the writing in Hammer was less because they right. amped up the violence and the the you know the colors. It was gorier than the Universal. Yeah. So right. like for some reason, I I don't know why I would assume that, but <laughs> there was a lot of like really good things within the story that they really knocked out. Um, mm-hmm. One of them, and I thought this was really slick because it happens just like really, like really fast, and it really doesn't bear much significance to the overall story. But I think <laughs> there's it, a few of those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's but it, but it's I think it's just a little character piece so you okay. kind of understand. So like um the carriage ride uh when the three gentlemen get in. Yes. There's a really 
the dialogue uh, is really slick at telling you the power dynamic of the three. Yes. So the first guy's in the carriage. The second guy gets in. He goes, oh, you're a little late. And he goes, oh, no, I'm on time. And then they pick up the third guy who is supposed to be like, you know, the leader of the pack is how I view yes. it. Uh, he, he gives something to him. Too. He starts giving some, him some shit of like, oh, uh, you know, oh, we're, we're, we're late. And he goes, no, we're actually right on time. <laughs> and then the other guy kind of looks at the guy who's trying to be a, you know, a time cop. And you kind of just see, oh, okay, so the like, guy who got in last lead of the pack, the guy got in second, the second, yes. guy, the third, guy, the third. And it was just, it, it didn't. Yes. You know what I had in my nose for that scene? What? Oh, hello, Hateful Eight. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it's the carriage scene in Hateful Eight. And it's it's literally as skillful as just in, in terms of introducing the characters quickly. Yeah. You get to know, like, who sort of sits where in the hierarchy based off this insignificant conversation about totally. time totally just, just cool shit so like can we can we stick on these guys for a second because they they partially make this movie they didn't die in the order i expected them to right no i didn't think they died in the order of significance they're they're jaded seeking out new pleasures like hellraiser shit they were doing was first of all it was a great plot twist that that i didn't expect only because the joffrey Keen, the first guy it see played it so well of being like the the just the boring conservative banker type right that i just didn't expect this this quite the side they're trying to sell me that he was having but then you totally believe it because they're on a mission like they are on a mission, mission of the weird to, to, right but that the, it, they're the force at which they're on that mission was cool like that was i didn't expect them to take so much time up in the movie and then i started to resent it because there was less christopher lee from it but then they they totally sold me on it which yeah I the, the the three guys dynamic kind of reminded me of like the hangover <laughs> like they were just gonna <laughs> oh, right like they were just gonna get into some real weird <laughs> shit real fast Totally. You know, and, pay, you know. and they do i mean they do i mean there's someone in this in the credits movie called snake lady i noticed that <laughs> so yeah, that's actually like the last right. credit <laughs> right. and it's because of these guys so they're you know they they definitely are on so they basically are bored with their their seeking out like n the pleasures of the night and uh they run into a younger you know, version of themselves, I guess, of like a ne'er-do-well guy who says, oh, if you're bored, I know the true pleasure for the jaded people. It's sell your soul to the devil. And they sort of agree just okay. <laughs> because yeah. You can tell they don't believe they're not buying. Yeah. And when they're, when they're, uh, back there with all the, the women and trying to drink in and like having mm -hmm. a hoot and a holler in time, <laughs> one of them makes a point. Um, the, the gross dad who we'll get to later, uh, says like, you know, three or four times like i'm getting bored with everything and this guy's like well, we have great things for you <laughs> you know and by the way that guy has I an amazing him. i know he is a, he had an amazing moment where he did this really quick like sigh i can't believe these idiots and then oh let me get that for you and his face just came back to life it was super white lotus it was super yeah. armand it was super like as soon as no one's looking at you dead face and then as soon as someone's looking at you super happy face right and he did it he had a moment that was really good yeah that guy was great yeah i really liked him uh 
So they're getting into the they're getting into the weird stuff. So they get into the weird stuff. They do a ritual where they have to chug the blood of Dracula, but of course they're just gonna and it's like sample the blood all, blood in all those old films. Just looks like it looks like it's too thick, <laughs> and like I think at some points it looks a little frothy. You know? <laughs> it did. And I'm it like, totally did. why is the blood looking? Well, frothy? remember this is re-resurrected blood from dirt from. It's like it's like the astronaut food of blood. <laughs> it was yes, that's <laughs> just add water. <laughs> It's it's totally this is something like Watley in the Martian was, yeah. was mixing together real quick to, <laughs> to survive. So they do a ritual. Of course it goes wrong. I have questions here, by the way. I, I couldn't follow because they I expected them all to drink it. I mean, they paid a lot of money for this. Oh, by the way, we gotta back up for a second. The buying Dracula in the Dracula store was an amazing scene that we should talk about. I mean, remember they go and he's like, show him the chest and the guy pulls out the chest. And he's like, pulls out the cape. He pulls out the, the, the necklace. The locket. The locket. Yeah. He pulls out then the, the, the powder, the, the blood, like whatever. And they're all shuddering like, ooh, Dracula, whatever. And, you know, that would have worked at the time because Hammer's reputation at the time was that it was the scariest stuff that you could see in mainstream movie because it was... Our, our movies were tamer than what Hammer was doing at the time. That was the point of Hammer at the time, right? So uh, it, it, uh, there's just an amazing visuals going on here. But the, the the guy that they buy Dracula from that we met before, he plays this scene so amazing. They're like, they're like haggling over Dracula's body. Like what price? He's like, uh, a thousand, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other guys are like, you know, we'll 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 pay it. But I love that there's this little moments between them where one of them sort of wants to back out because what mm-hmm. they're doing is starting to really get insane. And maybe they've never gone this insane before. And the guy knows it. And the other two pull them back in. Right. They keep doing it to each other. But anyway, the scene of buying Dracula, which I've never seen before, I truly appreciate it. I, now that I know the price of Dracula's. I know what they go for, which is a thousand guineas. It turns out, How it's good is a guinea. I don't know, but <laughs> they always say shit. Like, we got to be able to come up with like a thousand it's twelve squids. Like, some... huh? How much is that? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, he said it like Doctor Evil, one million dollars. So <laughs> it, it must have been a lot of money for. The... <laughs> turns out it's like seventeen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they the three guys covered it pretty fast. They don't seem like the richest people ever. So I, I, I well, they had the world's best salesman there. That guy just every time, <laughs> every time the camera, co- what's that? I forget the character's name. The guy who's getting him into all the, you know, the horrors. Jo- Jeffrey Keen, the the main guy. He's every time the camera cuts to him saying so, he's just spitting like, <laughs> like, like so he's much, like a stage actor. Yeah, so much spit flies from this guy's mouth. I'm not kidding. Take a shot every time this guy submits, and thirty minutes in, you know you're done. Like it's, it's the grossest drinking game. It's disgusting. The podcast has ever come up with. Okay, so they resurrect Dracula, and then the basic plot or the rest of the movie is that Dracula is on a revenge mission against them. Well, no, the, he drinks the blood because they all back right, out, right. and then he's dying. And they're like, "Well, let's just kick the shit out." Oh of yeah, from, well they they kill him. <laughs> yeah, right. He's Which like, I liked because that was dark. Yeah, it, it it very much turned into like a boys club, like just like right. Do it's the like, worst thing. Fuck out. The, those guys are those three. The three guys we're talking about here. The they they're basically what I what's his name Henry Bowers in it. The guy who's oh, the kid yeah. who's on Pennywise's side. They're basically the adult versions of that guy, right? They're just yeah. allied to the wrong forces, right? Right. Uh, 
so he dies, yep. and for some reason that triggers a dust storm in a church. <laughs> yeah. I don't Listen, know. I don't know either. I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, Truly couldn't explain it. Dracula's resurrected. Now, yes. this was weird. When like it actually <laughs> reveals Christopher Lee's face, it does that like Monty Python animation like oh yeah is it you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. like that it's, was it, a little strange yeah it's like it's like people are like moving pieces of newspaper around yeah. and then it reveals his face yeah. that was a little yeah i ball. think there are some things going on here that are the hammer version of what happens every time daniel craig comes back to a james bond movie where they like linger on him for that one first shot they're like yeah we got Daniel craig back like relax, we got him. Like the, I think there are things that were like meant to be big reveals, <laughs> like the first time you see his face or yeah. the first time he shows up. That I, th- I think they were trying to oversell because they knew it was meaningful to the fans, right? It would be like if Iron Man came back, but the horror version and poorly because that animation was so <laughs> and, weird. And, like, and why not just have him and there? Poorly, right? Yeah, why not poorly. just have him there? I agree, totally. You know, that, so that, that's that's like, that's the version of every. So if it'd be another Hammer movie, it would be like a great movie, but with an atrocious bat. Yes, <laughs> right? this like, was the bat. This is the bat. Yeah, that right, was the totally. bat. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm totally with you. Matter of fact, this should be a new category that we give movies now on this thing. Is, yeah. is it the bat? Like, is well, this I the like bat? that. Right. So, yeah, because right. everyone everyone can see that visual of like the bat on a string. Right. What's the bat? The bat? Right. Yeah, because the, the whole rest of the movie is good, but then there's the bat, and then now you're like, oh, this movie's good. I like that. Me. Okay, so we. Oh, that's gonna be fun to figure out for the rest of these. It is one for. Yeah, because we're going downhill. In yeah. Quality. So yeah, there's there's, there's <laughs> we're probably gonna run into an actual bat. <laughs> we, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt. Uh, right. uh, so Jack's back. Yep. Uh, Revenge mission. Which, by the way. Is awesome because he has the humans executed, but human style, so they can't come back. And in a really insulting way, like Dr. Five style, he's sort of customizing his revenges. So he gets the one guy killed with a shovel. Yeah. Which the creepy perv dad. Right. Which is the human version of the stake, right? You're going to stake mm-hmm. me in the heart. What, what happens to humans when you die? We put you in the ground with a shovel. Like he's, he's killing you with the, the thing like that's, our stake right so like he's got these subtle little ways of using the character's children against them which i really like he's sort of like an evil pied pipering all of a sudden right 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 right. Yeah. i don't know where i wish i thought it was cool i i actually really like the lead up to the first uh parent death that was like the heaviest so? heaviest scene uh it's the one that heavily insists on like ancestral Oh, that was horrible. Nastiness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that scene was pretty... Sc- like, in the Dracula movie, that's the scariest scene. Like, right? the way the dad walks Absolutely. in... Absolutely. So he catches his daughter going to a dance with Paul, which is just the weirdest... <laughs> yeah, Paul is... Paul. Paul is very strange. Yeah, Paul. Uh, yeah, Paul's a character. Um, <laughs> yes. He catches her daughter going, his daughter going to a dance with the person he doesn't like, and he, like, walks into a room and shuts the door... And he wants to like whip her. Yes. And it is the like most uncomfortable scene. Super. It might be the most uncomfortable scene in like all of the last Halloween <laughs> girl. This uh, this is already honest. number one at the time. Yeah, it's yeah. already already yeah. number one. I agree. And part of it is that besides Lee, these are the two of the best actors I've seen in a Hammer Dracula movie with Lee. Both of these. So Linda Hayden, who's playing Alice. 
is is awesome. And then we already talked about Jeff Green, who's going to go on to be in James Bond, and he's really good and really creepy. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that I mean, you got great acting going on, it with high level acting. But her uh, Alice's escape from her dad out the window to the first encounter with Dracula was pretty bitching. Yeah, it was cool, and I loved that it was. So there's a payoff in that one. First of all, that was one of some of the best shots of the whole movie is when when Alice meets Dracula for the first time. Just great, right. great how it shot all the way around. But um, it, it, there's a foreshadowing where the mom and the daughter are talking. Then mom says, Alice says, you know, dad is mean to you. He crushed the life out of you. I'm not going to let anyone crush the life out of me. Then she runs out of her window, poor, this poor character, <laughs> runs out of her window to escape this horrible whatever, and runs right into the arms of Dracula, who does the cape crush thing, like literally, like hugs her to, to you know, like whatever. So it's it's such a, it like she's trying not to get the life crushed out of her and ends up literally undead, <laughs> which, is, which is a kind of great character arc for for you know a, a, a hammer movie that doesn't need to be telling this level of story, I liked it. Hmm. Um, the sh- the shovel kill, shovel kill, yeah, it was the shovel kill. I mean, it was, it was hammer <laughs> effects, you know. Yes, we've come quite a ways. Yep, and he, that guy actually, I think, I think the the that death <laughs> is the first of the bad non Christopher Lee close ups. Yes, I think that's actually the first one that you get, and you're like, oh Jesus, because you know you got like two more of them. <laughs> coming up <laughs> yes uh so now dragula is taking his revenge right and we we basically we're, so uh, we're basically heading to church which since i've been craving midnight mass since we watched it and reviewed it in a previous episode um i was like I, the setting was really cool. Do we need anything besides the ending at this point? Dracula goes and kills the other two guys. I mean, he's engineering their deaths, but yeah. he's not actually killing them so much. Yeah. There is a moment. So I'll say this. like, there, There's a, a moment I really appreciate where Dracula finally decides to turn on, I think it's Alice. And... He's it a, might, yeah, be, he's, might, he's, might be might might be and he says uh something like you have no purpose for me no anymore. it's before that there's this moment when because he's already bitten a couple of them he's bitten lucy he's bitten he's he's bitten he bit alice, the one but dude. alice hasn't turned right? yeah no she doesn't yeah she lives uh, right right, with, right exactly so maybe Paul. maybe it's lucy I, may, it might be lucy but it, or it might, i all it doesn't matter because <laughs> there's only two times this happens you'll know what i'm talking about when you see it there's this moment when he's doing the hypnotism thing and then he's biting them. And there's moments where, the, obviously, the movie's trying to say they're they're enjoying it or that he's hypnotized them into giving into it or whatever, right? So there's this moment where the actress is is sort of like, you know, I, I what am I going to do about this? And then he gets savage. He looks savage. And he goes in and goes too far, and now she's really bleeding. Oh, it, uh, that was the right. redhead. The, okay. Yes. Right. And she's really bleeding, and he looks scary as hell mm-hmm. in that moment. And you see why Christopher Lee was terrifying and you know generating. Fear. Yeah, because he bites her a second time. Exactly. And she's like, but it's way the- worse than the first time. Right? right. Exactly. And that's that. You know, there. I like that there are moments where 
he actually gets to be frightening because that's what it was known for originally. I know everything dates, but you know, well, that's know. yeah. Again, I keep going back to like now, now that I've seen this, I want to check out the original because right. I want to see him like actually in the full glory of like, right. yes, I'm, I'm actually I'm a great film. Right. Very excited. Okay. For it. Um, so what, so he dies of dying. Yeah. That was actually my last note. <laughs> Dracula dies by interior design. <laughs> Yes. Yes, it's puzzling. I noticed something weird about this, though. So let me see. I can't explain this ending, but because basically Dracula, I, I believe what's ha- I believe what the movie thinks is happening is that Dracula had made his home in a desanctified church. Yeah. Which didn't have any power. It's sort of Fright Night. You have to have faith for that to work on me, right? Like thing. So the church had no power. So he literally could stay there, add insult to injury, stay in God's house, or you know, commit crimes in God's house or whatnot. And I think Paul re-sanctified the church. I mean, he was running around putting artifacts around and white claws was- over black claws, and I think he re-sanctified the church. And I think the church re-sanctified itself and that's what dracula was seeing we actually got a pov yeah shot. at the end you do see like through drax vision right which i like the drag vision we don't get that was a cool pov exactly that was a that was a great um i think he died because the church got re-sanctified i don't think it's particularly well done necessarily no but it's but weird i like the shot to be interesting i like the shot that we were talking about previously of the, the church because like the organs back mm-hmm. and beautiful it and was like carnival souls yeah but i also like the camera the the pov of drac where like it's falling down uh to where you know eventually they do that cheesy wolfman <laughs> transition <laughs> thing because that's how you have to everyone right? dies uh one thing that i noticed uh for some reason, I, I I really liked the music when Alice and Paul are together. They sort of have like their like love theme. It's or interesting, yeah. It's a and it's 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 honestly like it's a little it's a beautiful little piece of music. That's interesting. Uh, the music during the end fight scene is hot garbage. <laughs> I don't know what is it like. It's so it's so well. That's you wait. You should go further down the hammer catalog because like by Dracula eighty nineteen seventy two. Oh man, I I don't know what happened, but like if you listen to like. This That's that crazy. if you listen to like when Alice and Paul are together, the music's really beautiful. Yep. yep. End of it, it I don't I can't describe why it's so bad. It's just it feels like a different dude was just making the music. That's so funny. I and, and I, I maybe maybe I'm alone on this, but if, if you're listening and you watch it, like let me know if you think like the music just doesn't fit for some reason and I, I maybe someone can explain to me why or No, I was like sold on the the um I was sold on the music when I realized I was it was relaxing. I I was relaxing to the good music, the good parts, right? In a way, sort of like you get with a Hitchcock Vertigo, just on much lower scale, you know, whatever. But it was that vibe. You could just relax into it. The the some of the music when there was this hilarious moment when the coach started going really fast. Oh the, yeah, <laughs> and that music was also a little. Was the guy's name Benny Hill or whatever is the, the the yakety sack? Yeah, it was kind of that. So yeah, I I don't know what to tell you. There's hits and misses in there, definitely. And I <laughs> thought I thought I was crazy because yesterday, because I I watched the movie today. Mm-hmm. I watched the ending scene yesterday, mm-hmm. and it like really stood out to me. So then I listened to the soundtrack, and I was like, well, this isn't like as bad. 
as the other one. It's just a weird thing. <laughs> I don't know what this is. And maybe this is like one time off thing where it's just like right. the music's fine, but in mm-hmm. one part stands out. Like the music could be the bat. That's in that's really interesting. Huh. I, I, I mean the the thing is I didn't notice so much, so maybe this is gonna be. This is gonna make a lot more sense once you've seen a couple more Hammer. Because then, if you feel that way about all of them, then you just feel away about what they're doing. Well, the guy who composed this did like a lot of Hammer. <laughs> right. That's, 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 <laughs> you know, I that's know. what I'm afraid of for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's only when there's like action, like when there's supposed to be right. Like, that's what I'm saying. Happening. That, yeah. No, I. <laughs> I don't know. That might just be what's happening here for you, but we'll see. We'll we'll find out. I didn't notice it, which worries me because of, because I, it sounded like other Hammer movies to me, which doesn't bode well for how you're going to feel about it. Here's the thing though. That so there's that, that's for sure. I I actually really liked um the fact that Dracula got a little complexified here where he wasn't the only villain. I mean, there are certainly people in this movie doing as bad of things as Dracula is shown doing in this movie. Right, so there's human villains, yeah. like sort of like a Dickens novel would have, right? That are really, really bad people, and Dra- so usually it's just Dracula and then whoever Dracula's manipulating, and then really good people, right? Mm-hmm. Who might be corrupt in the Hammer version, definitely like whatever that they do that a lot. But I really appreciated it here because they got moved to the center of the movie. Whereas before, it's always the peripheral people who are like corrupt priests or whatever, like in the last movie, like whatever. But in this one, we focused on them a lot and it kind of worked for one time. I wouldn't want to see it a lot, (laughs) but it worked for me for one. I would like to see them do it again, but write it as if Dracula's, (laughs) as if Christopher (laughs) Lee was always going to be. That's the thing. I I do think this movie probably would have been a lot better if they just assumed Right. Because everything else, like a lot of the other dialogue stuff, totally, and like beats of the film, I thought they did like pretty well. Right. So, but I that's don't know. that's the thing is, I I I li- I actually really liked for one time that there was a feeling of kind of what Star Wars did to Snoke, <laughs> right? Yeah. Where it was like, no, you're not. No, the replacement is is we're not actually going with that, right? Because the character in here that isn't Christopher Lee, the guy who's running the ritual, whatever, was supposed to be the next guy who inherited There's the no thing. way. There's just <laughs> no way. That dude. <laughs> right. But that was kind of it, what was what was fun to me, I guess, is that Christopher Lee was like, I only need two minutes to take care of the situations. Yeah. Right. So I know it was accidental, but the vibe of it was the reputation of Dracula is enough to to deter most comers. And then the few people who slip through Dracula's like, I can, I'll just flick you away. So he shows up and he's like, I got a revenge plan. Execute it. I'm out. (laughs) Right. It's sort of jigsaw feeling. I liked it for one time. You're right. Usually it would be annoying, but for for some reason it worked for me in this movie. Yeah. Was there anything else that bugged me? The only other thing that sort of bugged me Mm -hmm. was the action, like Dracula reacting to like the crucifixes and, and stuff. Oh yeah. That's mostly not Uh, not good. A lot of it. A lot of the times it looks like he took a massive shit. There's no toilet paper. Like that's the the face you make. A lot of that was not good. I, (laughs) I don't know why that was not good. There was one great moment where the, the cross actually glowed and it might be, 
Yeah, I'm including religious movies. It might be the most convincing, glowing cross power that was cool shot that I've ever seen. That it was, was like it was kind of like you, the Holy Grail, Indiana Jones. You've chosen wisely, like level of of holy power yeah. coming out of an object, right? Like for some reason, they totally knew how to sell that cross. I don't know why. But then every other time, there's a cross or something like that. Christopher Lee just does this, like right. he like leans back. <laughs> like, but the reaction shots were a little. I I just want to. I the, the last thing I really only want to talk about about this is that I thought it was very interesting that the religious power in this movie got really weird. So in most of the other Hammer ones I remember. Um, definitely the movie before this one, there's a lot of priest or the exorcist action. You've got, you've got a Karis character. You've got like mm-hmm. a Max von Cito, you know, showing up and, and uh, representing, you know, what, how the religious power is going to be brought in. There's none of that in this movie. Right. And so they keep talking about faith and the yeah. religious stuff and, and whatnot. But even leaving church in the beginning of the movie, right? But it's coming from quote unquote civilians, right? Who are kind of making it up as they go along. So it's messy and inefficient. The way it would be like Poltergeist, but if the family was just trying to figure it out without bringing in the paranormal consultant, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you're getting here: is a bunch of people freelancing how to use holy power against the encroaching darkness and not doing a great job at it. And I love that there was that vibe. And then when Dracula was finally taken out, there's literally no exorcist. It's the building, Mm -hmm. right? It's the actual church. So it's, it's kind of final destination ish. The power that's at work in this movie, we're never seeing it. Right. There's no real representative of the holy power. We see a cross glowing. We don't see any priests. We only we hear people talk about faith, but they're also the people. Same people are like going to the bar and like doing weird things over here. So it all feels like who knows how to use like the force who really knows how to use this. Where are the Jedis? There's no Jedis (laughs) here at all. And in all the other Hammer movies and a lot of other movies like this, like in the Conjuring series or whatever, the Jedis are the Warrens or the Jedis are, you know, the people you're bringing in that are those legendary characters. We all know the person who knows when they come in, there's no person who knows here at all. It's just Paul. (laughs) It's just Paul. It's just Paul freelancing. Right. So, so, and I think that's kind of great. It was a weird way to do it. And for one time I thought it was interesting that they did it. And I was like, is this the art house touch in the plot? The one moment where the director was like, this is for me or I'm going to try something weird. It's gotta be because that is Dracula's biggest L. Like, (laughs) Like <laughs> to lose to yeah, he keeps coming to a bunch back. Of he keeps coming back, and they're like, "Who defeated you this time?" It's like Doctor Abraham <laughs> Abraham Van Helsing. Like, who killed you this time, Paul? <laughs> like, what, Drac? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, Vegas would have had Paul versus Dracula. Uh, you would have won a lot of money. I would have back in Paul. Well, um, I don't feel like I lost like a, a lot of money or time. You did not. Because <laughs> I didn't. No, I mean, this it, did, this movie did, feels, did. it's an hour and 30, but it, it feels shorter than that. That's good. But it's not a bad thing. No, no, I know. I know what you mean. So where would you, it's 58%. Right, dude. This is, a, to me, this is an absolute 74% around tomatoes. It's just short of like the top quarter of movies. I know that there are things in here that are not that well done. I know there are corny things. I know like whatever, but that that's the thing is there are, movies that we all love 
that we love, e- even though we know there are things in them that are not that well done or not that great, or the director 10 years later did it way better when they learned because it was their first movie, right? But it's so weird and charming it worked, right? This is the weird, charming Hammer movie for me before. That The other ones never felt weird and charming. They felt like they were really, really well done or obviously trying to cash in on some kind of trend like we're going to show you a bunch of nudity or we're going to show you a bunch of real gore or like whatever. It was kind of in, there was no in between. This is this weird hybrid Hammer movie that's like a little artsy. I don't know, 74, what do you got? My, like, you have a 33% look on your face. <laughs> no, I got... <laughs> Just so you know. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I, but go, I, go do I'd, it. I'd probably go... Drop the hammer on hammer. 70. <laughs> That's a lie. There's no way you feel this is No, okay. My, honestly, my first answer... No, because <laughs> yeah. I was trying to... As you yeah, were talking, no I was way. trying to sell myself on 70. No way. I think it's 62. That's I, I'll accept that. I don't even th- believe you think. I think you think it's fifty five. If I if I had to guess, your true percentage. No, I, I there's more <laughs> that I there's more that I enjoyed than I disliked. Okay, well, I mean, then the, by definition, that should be over fifty. Yes. Right. So then it's just where over fifty, fifty five. It doesn't matter. It's your rating. It's. <laughs> I think sixty two is is solid. Oh, no, I'll take it. That's great. I think because that's fresh. That's a fresh rating. Um, besides the rating, though, I I just I I feel like. The the one thing I know for sure that I never feel about a movie that truly should be, you know, one of those movies that's like a 20%, you know, whatever feeling about this movie is I will watch this again. Guaranteed, 100%. Sometime before I die, I'll watch this movie again. Maybe not all the way through, but I'll sit through a significant part of this movie. I never feel that if the movie was bad, bad, right? Because there are hilarious things that happen in this movie. There are weird things. There are questions I still have, but I'm not going to go back and do it right away. Like it's going to be like five years from now. But I'll watch this movie again, and that's a good sign. I will watch the other. <laughs> you will hammer <laughs> hammer movies. That's also a good this. sign. You're not totally deterred. Yeah, that's I. I it's I think this is a uh, good jumping off a point. good taste. A good taste, <laughs> but not because that blood looks gross. I'm just I can't. I don't know. Some of the way dusty blood, blood. It's gross. Yeah, it was like dusty. All blood in like seventies movies just looks off. I don't know. Yeah, what... no, you're totally right. It looked like Grindhouse. It looked like Planet Terror blood there. For yeah, yeah, it it really did. So okay, well that was that's that's fifty eight percent. That's fifty eight percent. And now we're headed one notch lower to fifty seven percent. We'll probably poll it uh, to the. Okay, I was going to ask, do we have one in mind? So, no, I. I no, we don't. That's that. I'm trying to know as little about what's ahead as possible, so that people can help collaborate and pick some for us or suggest some for us that are. If I go and look, we actually at all have of them some now. suggestions, which I is know, great because I don't fantastic. know if we got hardly any last time we we did the. No, we're getting lots of suggestions, which we really appreciate. That there, we've been suggested the Burbs a little further down. I think that's like 52, 54 percent, which we're heavily considering because neither of us have, have seen it. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Um, uh, but I just haven't checked to see if there's something else in that percentage point. We only get one crack at the percentage point is the problem. I don't know. So if there's like a truly great movie, you know, I don't there. see that. I don't <laughs> buy that argument because there's we got we got 57 more of these assholes to, to get through. You know what I mean? Well, true. That's that's a good point. You know, there's a, there's pl- we have plenty of we are runway. A, yeah, we are, we are fluent in film. You know. <laughs> But there's only one time you're only gonna get one time to do Monster Squad, and then that's, it's gone. You know, 
right? So that's that's the well, kind of, I just got to look and make sure there's no like must have movie right next to it. But um, we I love the suggestions, and we will probably take the grouping of suggestions and pull them in the in the in the groups. So uh, be sure to join there if you haven't. Yeah, that's where we get all of our stuff. And Twitter. Twitter's a good one, too. Yeah. Well, I'm. <laughs> the, you know what's the interesting is? Every time I think to myself, Twitter's aggravating me or I'm done with it or whatever, I, I'll, either Bruce Campbell or Barbara Crampton will tweet something amazing. It's I don't know if they're reading our minds or what's going on, but they, they just they're so good at at just the right amount of interaction and and but like totally authentic in uh presentation of what they're saying it's like you're standing at a convention like eavesdropping on a conversation but it's their twitter it's i uh i like twitter. that's what it's good at. I, I, I like twitter i like the notifications because like <laughs> we don't really do a lot of shit there but like let me tell you something twitter <laughs> i i got all yeah this is how i want to end the show uh, ed beagley jr is alive <laughs> oh my god hey this Blew my mind. This conversation was. I was on Twitter. Like, we were hanging out, and there was a photo, there was a post by Ed Beagley Jr., (laughs) like holding a grandson or some shit like that. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's weird. They're like Herman Caining, like his his thing. Like, he's gone, but they're keeping it going. But he was like talking to people on Twitter, and I was like, wait a minute, is he alive? And he's still alive. And I am so certain, you guys. I am so certain that we did an episode about Tales from the Crypt, and I referred to him as the late. <laughs> like, I'm hundred percent. I am actually hundred percent that I refer. I'm hundred percent. I'm hundred percent sure that that exists, and I'm ninety five percent sure that I bumped on it when you said it, but wasn't sure enough he was alive to stop you. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. But you gotta understand, that's not the first time this has happened to me. I thought Frankie Valley died years ago. Wait, we can't go off at at Bagley Jr. yet because there's a couple things going on here. First of all, say his name again. Oh God, say it, Ed Bag Ed Bagley Jr. Up. I fucked it up. Well, now we only have it. Now I've ruined it. You say it, Ed Beagley Jr., and it's like it sounds like Beagle, and it's cracking me up, and it's been cracking me up the entire time you do it. it and but what I, is it? It could be true. I have no. What do I know? I have no idea. I, you'll check while we're talking. So whatever, but I have no idea how to actually pronounce it. I've always known it as Ed Bagley Jr., like Bagel. But I, you know what do I know? The, but it, there's something about the way that's being said that is that is cracking me up. It's like a like a. Whatever. So first of all, there's that. Second Ed of all, Bagley. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like, B-A-G-L-E. Yeah, yeah. Bag, so, Bagley. Ed I Bagley. Yeah, Bagley. <laughs> Bagley. I'm gonna go with Bagley. You you go whatever you want. It's just it's hilarious. The second thing is, I, I, you didn't tell them that you thought Ed Bagley Jr. was Fred Willer. Yeah, <laughs> which explains why you thought Ed Bagley Jr. was dead. But I think I might have thought that before Fred Willer no, died. <laughs> so <laughs> this just. It's just, this is just... A- but the most mind-blowing thing of all of this, guys, everyone who's listening, is that Nick is way too young to know who Ed Bagley Jr. even is. That's not... Uh, There's no way. I know he's in the mockumentaries, and that's where you would know him, like, whatever, but th- I, it's not enough, man. <laughs> like, it's just not enough. He's not present enough in present culture. He doesn't pop up in other cameos. True. There's no, like, weird Ed Bagley Jr. Fan club Facebook page that has thirty three thousand people in it, like which is a requisite for like every 
Fred Willard definitely has a Fred Willard yeah. Facebook page group, guaranteed. And Ed Bailey Jr. does not. <laughs> you should not know who this man is. So when you kept saying his name, I was like, what is going on? It would be like you getting obsessed with like a bit player from MASH, the TV show or something. I was like, what's happening here? Well, no, because that happened to me before with Frankie Valley. Right, okay, now we're here. Because, yeah, because I, I really like the song Can't Take My Eyes Off You. It's That's probably like my favorite song of all time. Right. And Alex and I started dating, and she got me tickets to see Frankie Valley, And I thought it was the stage play Jersey Boys, like, you know, the thing about, you know, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Of course. And I was like, oh, Frankie Valley," And I was like, it's kind of weird. He's dead. Like, like, maybe it's like a tribute band or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then Alex looks at me. And then I was like, wait a minute. He's alive? <laughs> so, <laughs> Should I be so, laughing this hard at this? Oh, yeah, my God. We were the youngest people at that concert. <laughs> Dude, We there was a part. Like, that crowd was so old, they didn't want to stand up. I remember... I remember, like the guy. There was so I, I was here. I was in this row. There was a guy. The row in front on of me. On a podcast now. That was here. This yeah. row. Sure. On, yeah. He's so got his hands. Imagine, in front of imagine a row in front of me. And people, people have sat in theater seating. They know how a row works. Yes, exactly. Imagine sitting. Imagine you're sitting in a row. Yes, in your row. we know how rows work. The person in front of you uh-huh. to the right was this old guy who was just mad as whatever <laughs> for whatever reason because the guy in front of him was standing up. And at he a was concert. the only one, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there was other people, you know, people oh, at the okay. front, and some people dispersed, you know, okay, around the okay. around the theater, standing up, you know, clapping to the to the, you know, the golden oldies. And that guy, I mean, he looks at the guy in front of him, and he just goes, "Sit down." <laughs> and I laughed so hard because they're all just a bunch of old fucks with terrible knees. Oh my! And I thought, God. and then I, I got kind and of. And you're there, like just wanting to be there, legitimately. Yeah, to wanted enjoy to be there, Frankie Valli. Yeah, and he wasn't singing shit. You know that that was a that, yeah. He was he was dubbing. You know, but yeah. um. Right, right. So then, so then Frankie waddles out, and he goes, "Stand up, everybody!" And then the guy who was yelling stood up, and I was like, "So your knees." Have work, Jerry. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, this there, is, I, there was uh, almost a there was almost a geriatric fight out of Frankie Valli yeah, years ago. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, you've had these you've had these experiences, uh, assuming people are dead, and they lead to these amazing adventures. I love that you thought the Frankie Valley tribute band called itself Frankie Valley, and you were like, "That's weird. Like you're not supposed to exactly." Like, what would the Frankie Valley tribute band? What should it be called? Like, if you would, if you were gonna do a Frankie Valley tribute band, uh, I would call it the Frankie Valley tribute band. <laughs> <laughs> because you wouldn't call it just Frankie Valley, right? Okay, I'm, that's my point. Is that's yeah, but the, but the, the, my first thought though was probably the stage play, and I was like, but isn't it called like Jersey Boys? Or something? <laughs> you know, like like my brain, right. like my brain, like wasn't because able he's to dead. Fight. It was finding it was finding other reasons that made sense. Yeah, my brain. Totally. Clearly was like because the part of it was is I really liked the music and I was like if I Google it and he's dead I'm just gonna be crushed so I just didn't I just let it sit as a mystery in my brain for like a couple years <laughs> and yeah he's alive I <laughs> I like what we're gonna have to do on the podcast is um, occasionally I'll just throw out a name and we'll just you'll tell me if they're dead, <laughs> they're or, alive. dead or alive like Larry Hagman he oh. played Jr. on Dallas I feel like. I feel like 
he probably died like last year or some shit. Yeah, he's dead. Okay, <laughs> that was recent though, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, relatively. Okay. All right, so but we'll, we'll do this. We'll, I like I'll, this. I'll occasionally, I'll just toss you a name as we're going, and we'll. we'll... The good news is the odds are on my <laughs> side. It's just a coin toss. I can just, <laughs> just fucking guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm trying to think if there's anyone ambiguous. Like, is any Hollywood celebrity gone <sighs> missing and not? Probably not. <laughs> it's probably that's a really weird thing that would happen. I would have guessed. I don't know, like Ricky. Or, uh, uh, God, not Ricky, uh, Mickey Rourke. Because <laughs> that guy. Yeesh. Um, yeah, no, I was thinking more along the lines of Mickey like, Rooney. <laughs> That's that one. Mickey. I, I would guess dead. <laughs> He's definitely dead. <laughs> but you never know because some of those people. Some of his those... star name, and the name of his star might be worn away. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the thing. It's like you're some, right, though. Some of them live. Some of them, they, like, they live right. under the radar yeah, totally, and then they yeah. die, and it's like. The person who invented the camera dies yeah. at 108. <laughs> no, that actually just happened with Olivia de Havilland. The, the Gone with the Wind. Right. That's what I'm saying. Which Some is of amazing. those. She was like riding a bike when she was 101. Jeez, God, if anyone could. Like, what a life. So, but yeah, you're right. All of a sudden they'll emerge and be whatever. You have a Lillian Gish thing that happens and she's from that era. Oh, God. <laughs> well. Yes. Ed, Big, Ed Bagley. Ed well, I don't know. I I honestly don't Eddie know. B, I never Eddie looked it B up. Junior. Eddie B. <laughs> Eddie B. Junior. That you for some reason were really stuck on whether he was. Alive yeah, or Ed Junior still alive. So. <laughs> Good news, everybody. Okay, well, let us know what we should do for fifty-seven. It looks like we're gonna pull it, so I'm excited to see what. And it can be from anywhere. It could be from any aggregator site that you use. And and I feel like I don't want to have to do this every point of the series, but. We understand. Like we feel the same way you do. The aggregator sites suck. Caring about the ratings is not what the series is about. What the series is about is proving that the ratings are wrong. <laughs> proving that we can find enjoyable stuff or at least really enjoyable moments in maybe questionable stuff all the way down the scale and that all the stuff should be higher rated. You'll notice most of the episodes conclude with us giving a rating that isn't at what what it's currently at. Because now. we think they're wrong. Yeah, once in a while, but, you know, a broken clock twice a day, right? So, like, we, they're aggregated sites. This is not a pro aggregated site. Thing. It's the it's the guideposts we use. Like, I use the guideposts here on these hideous L.A. freeways, like, whatever, when it rains and everything's ugly because the city's not yeah. designed for water at all, right? Like, I don't think they look particularly good, but I'm going to use them because I don't want to go flying off one of these bridges into yeah and i and i and i do use rotten tomatoes quite a bit i'm like should i right you can shortcut if you if you if you want but being caring about it like whatever that's not what it is about this is actually about the opposite of it exactly nick doesn't even care about spoilers all right no i mean yeah you'd i'd be hard pressed for someone to spoil something for you know i was i was even thinking that with like the new like marvel spider-man stuff like if those got spoiled would i care no so you've reached the point where... No, I feel like I've reached my zen. With, <laughs> like nothing. Well, you've always been really cavalier about spoilers, ever since I've known you, like more than me. Like, I, I'm i not a person who cares, cares, but I feel like there are movies where it really matters, right? Or events where it really matters. I would have hated, for example, Weird, that we're talking about this on November 10th, which is the day R.I.P. Maddie Ferguson, the Twin Peaks, um, where we find out who, who, who killed Laura Palmer. Um, I would have hated if I'd known the ending of Twin Peaks to Return. 
Like if someone if someone had just given it to me, like been like, here's the last two minutes of it. I've been looking forward to it for like 25 years, right? It's a little different, <laughs> right? Exactly. But that's what I'm saying is there are some times where I think they matter, but most times I don't think they matter. But you struck me as a person where they never matter. Nope. <laughs> but you're really there now. <laughs> Catch me giving a shit. <laughs> you're you're really there now. Cool. All right. Well, until next time, stay scary. Watch a bunch of horror movies. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.